Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to the program. Whether you're viewing us uh, by YouTube or the website or you're listening by podcast, we are just thrilled that you're here. We've prayed for you, and we're believing God with you from the wonderful promises of God that you're going to see miracles. You're going to see some marvelous things from God's Word. And as we minister to you, the the needs in your life, we're just believing God's going to be able to do something about that for you. And so the whole reason we're here really talking and ministering to you is to help you with what the Bible teaches is the God kind of faith. <laughs> the God kind the of God faith. The God kind of faith. And that we as, as uh, living human beings have that on the inside of us. Amen. When we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, then the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, that's in the New Testament, that you have been given the measure of faith and that you can believe God for miracles. Yeah, Isn't that you, wonderful? When you say the, the God kind of faith, that yes. tells us there's several kinds. Yes. <laughs> and the God kind is the kind That's you want to have. That's important to know. Jesus said in Mark 11, he said, have the faith of God. The faith of or God. Or have the God, the God class of faith class. or the God type of faith That's right. or the God That's kind right. of faith. That's right. And uh, he actually said, I mean, King James just says have faith in God, but, the, but in the margin, right. it says have the God kind of faith because there is a God kind. Isn't that wonderful? That we're not left out. God doesn't just hasn't just had you birth, you know, happen onto the planet with no provision in mind for you. That there was just a, this careless, um, you know, life given into the earth, and then that there has been no promise or no provision or no plan for your life. And yet, this whole book is about God's plan for your life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Isn't it? Not only tells you there's a God kind. When yes. Jesus says to have it, that tells you you can have it. You can have it. You That's have the best authority. News. He would. He would you never say, inheritance. "Here, here, would you like to have this?" No, yeah. you can't have it. <laughs> here, would you like to have? It? Let me give this to you. No, 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 no right, you can't have it. Right. God doesn't operate that way. No, Although the world doesn't. thinks He does, no. and sometimes the church preaches that He does, but that's not the way God operates. When Jesus says, "Have." The God kind of faith that tells you that there is a God kind, that there's right. several kinds, and that yes. there is a God kind, and it also tells you that it's available to you that you can have it because you couldn't if if you couldn't have it, Jesus wouldn't say have it. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news. When I found out years ago, now I guess forty something years ago, I heard a great man of God preaching on Mark eleven. Mark, the, the story of Jesus uh, coming and, and walking with his disciples there, and they came upon a fig tree. And then uh, that whole story ensues, explaining uh, to the church of the Lord Jesus how we can live by faith, how we can say to mountains or ma problems that look like mountains, whether they're actual literal mountains or they're figurative or they're some crisis in your life, that the Word of God teaches you literally through the ministry of the Lord Jesus there how to say to mountains, oh, how absolutely. to talk to problems. Absolutely. And that changed my life so amazingly that Jesus said, like you just said there, darling, that we could have the God kind of faith. And then he demonstrated it. And then he demonstrated it. But I had been raised in a wonderful Christian church, and there was this kind of conflicted concept that you weren't sure that when you had a problem or when something came into your life that, that seemed uh, detrimental to it, that you weren't sure if it was God that sent it or if it was the devil or some person or something that you had inherited in your physical body as a, as a sickness or something like that, you just weren't sure how to get rid of it. 
and that how to get faith. And everybody would say, well, have faith. And I would always ask my mother, I just want to hold up a big sign. I was like in the ninth grade. I remember saying that to her. I want to hold up a big sign that says, how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how well, do I get really that? that's the difference in preaching and teaching. Right. Because we grew up in an age um, right. where everybody preached. Right. And there's nothing wrong with preaching. It's great. Right. <laughs> but preaching doesn't tell you how. Preaching tells you to do it. To do it. Preaching right. says, have faith. Right. It's, but whenever, you, whenever yeah. you teach, you, you stop and you, it's like being in school and it's line up on line and precept exactly. on precept. That's and you right. take a scripture and you put it up there and then you break it down and say, and say here, this tells us to have faith. Now, now here's how you have faith. Here's, right. here's right. how you do this. And Jesus demonstrated that that whole chapter of Mark 11 is so powerful. That's it a really scripture. is. That's a verse really, really, talking really about, is. Uh, where Jesus and his disciples had spent the night in that little town of Bethany, walking distance to Jerusalem. Yeah. And they had spent the night with their dear, dear friends, with Jesus' dear friends, Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. And they had spent the night. Right. And so in the morning they woke up and Jesus says to his staff, he says, <laughs> hey guys, I've got an idea. Let's, uh, let's walk into Jerusalem and go to church. Right. And they said, okay, boss. And so they got ready and they mm. walked into Jerusalem. And uh, then they came across this fig tree in their path. Right. As they walked, here's this fig tree. Right. And the Bible says Jesus looked on it, and when he saw it, he looked over at it to see if there might be some figs. Right. And there were no figs on it. That's right. And that tree, well, it's going to sound funny when I say this, but that tree actually (laughs) said something to him. That made him uh, mad. No. <laughs> and, and the Probably reason so. I know that is because Mark 11 says that Jesus answered it. The tree. That's he answered right. the tree. First time I ever saw that as a teenager, I think I was 16, 17 years old. Uh, and, and I looked at that and I said, what do you mean he answered it? Jesus answered the tree? That's what it says. You don't answer something unless it says something to you. Right. It didn't just say Jesus said to the tree. It says he answered it. So whatever that tree said to him, well, you know, Jesus lived in the spirit realm. Right. In the spirit realm, I'm sure trees talk. You know, I'm sure flowers talk. I remember a wonderful book. Some of y'all that have lost loved ones that have, that have had uh, people in your life that have passed on. Uh, there's a marvelous, marvelous book. It's an old book that a lady wrote. Uh, I forget her name at the moment. My friend Vicki Jameson, who's also in heaven now, took that book and redid mm. it and redid the whole book. Uh, but I forget the name of the lady that, that wrote it. But but she had had a, a vision of heaven. Right. And uh, uh, many people wonder whether she actually went to heaven or it was just a just dream a, or just a vision because she never yeah. made that really, really plain. Right. But she talked so, as far as accurately, but you wouldn't know if it was accurate if you hadn't been there. Um, but she talked so so prolifically and so detailed about heaven, and she said that people would walk along with like with a bouquet of flowers, and then they'd just grab a flower and just throw it in the ground, and that flower would start singing praises to God. So mm. uh, I'm sure in heaven trees talk, and flowers talk, and sing <laughs> yeah. and praise the Lord. And God said, if we don't praise Him, the rocks will. The rocks will. So cry out. so anyway, Jesus was walking along and wanted a fig, and that fig tree smarted off to him. It said something that absolutely well, bent him out of shape. Right. And so he answered it. And he said, and, and I mean not a very nice tone of voice, he looked at that tree and he said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Right. And just went on his way. That's right. And I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'd have been Peter and the boys, the disciples, the staff, I think I'd have just kind of stepped back and looked at that tree and thought, thought lightning was going to hit it. <laughs> I right. mean, Jesus was That's mad. Right. He was right. loud. 
Yes. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And he just kept going to church. He's going to mm-hmm. Jerusalem's church. And I'm sure they just stopped for, you know, seconds or a minute or two just to see if anything was going to happen to the tree. Because that's what right. I would have thought. Right. If right. the boss has cursed that tree, <laughs> something's probably going to happen. Exactly. But evidently nothing happened because nobody commented that anything happened. And so Jesus is leaving them. And so they just run on up and catch up with him and go to church. Exactly. And they're, they're thinking, you know, the boss is talking to a tree. <laughs> that's weird, man. I mean, he's talking to a tree. Well, and, that's and then nothing happened to the tree. The defining thing with believers is we talk to things. And then he got to church, Renee, yes. and had himself a fit. Which say in, in, in Texas, he had himself a hissy fit. <laughs> I mean, when he got there, Mark chapter 11 says that he got there and there were money changers in the church mm-hmm. and tables and they're selling stuff and doing stuff. Made him mad again. I mean, you know, he's not in a good mood. And so he kicked over the money changers' tables. He, he ran them out of the church. Right. Get out of here. And then it says he made a whip. That's amazing. You ought to read Mark chapter 11. It says he made a whip. It's a powerful And hit there. them with it. Right. Can you say lawsuit? And so he ran them out of church. Can you imagine Peter and the boys saying, man. The boss is having a bad hair day. I mean, he first he's talking to a tree, yeah. and now he's running people out of church and hitting them with a whip. Wow. And after he got through running them out of church, and he just straightened his collar, you know, and set everything back up right, and said, y'all come on in, I'm going to teach. And he, he stood up and taught. And so then when it got late, they walked back to Bethany to mm-hmm. spend the night spend again, the night again. with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Right. And walking back, nothing had still happened to the tree. Don't you know when they got to that tree? Because they took the road, same road in as they did out. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking two different trails. And, and, and so when they passed that tree, don't you know Peter was looking at it and examining <laughs> it? Don't you know those other guys were looking and examining That's it? Right. Old, old Thomas was saying, well, I don't believe it. And, and nothing happened to the tree. If, it, if there had have had something happen to it, somebody, somebody would have said, said something said about something. it, especially That's Peter. Right. And so they got on to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house, spent the night. Got up the next morning, they're hoping it's going to be a better day. And the boss says, hey, guys, I got an idea. Let's go to church. Don't you know they were saying, oh, Lord, no, not again. (laughs) And so they said, sure, boss. And so they got up and they walked back to Jerusalem to church and passed right by that tree again. Right. Only this time when they passed it, he was dead. That's right. And Jesus did not say it. You read Mark 11. It doesn't say Jesus called to their remembrance. Jesus said, look, guys. Jesus said, thank God. No, no. Jesus said nothing. No, that's right. He just walked past it because he believed it was dead yesterday. Yes. He believed it was dead when he spoke out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. See, he's going to teach them something here because later he's going to get to the point of have faith in God. This is how you have faith. What I did yesterday is how you have faith. And so he said nothing about it. He just walked past it. But Peter, the Bible says, Peter, calling to his remembrance, said, Master, mm-hmm. look or behold, the wow. fig tree you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said, well, duh. You know, Jesus just stopped and looked at him. And he said, well, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have the God kind That's of faith. So have simple. the God type of faith. Have the God so class simple. of faith. How I did that was the God kind of faith. That's right. And then he went right on into verse 23 yes. and told them how the God kind of faith works. He said, for whosoever. Yeah, whoever. That means anybody. Man, woman, boy, girl. He said, so whosoever shall say to this mountain or to this fig tree, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Doubt what? Doubt the thing that he says. 
Saith. Shall not doubt in his heart that the thing he saith shall come to pass. Mm -hmm. Then he shall have whatsoever he saith. Three times he uses the word say. That's right. Only one time he used the word believe. So really you only have no, to do one time that was so as much believing as you do saying. You have yeah. to say stuff more than you have to believe it. You right. only have to believe it one time, but he said it three times. That's right. I've, that's just amazing to me. When I heard that minister preach that, that you have to say three times more than you believe. Because once you believe in the heart, you've settled that. Yeah. But then the fight is over what you say. And the what fight's are you not going in the heart. The fight's in the mind. fight's in the mind. And it's you being able to say out of a confidence in the heart that what you say will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. So he says to say it. That's right. You have to say it. Then he says it. to believe what you say will come to pass. Right. Then he said, don't doubt in That's your heart. Right. Now he didn't say anything about your head because you, you can't stop your head from doubting. Your head's <laughs> yeah. going to doubt. Sometimes your head's a your runaway head's gonna train. Your head's going to run wild. Yeah. That's why you have to speak because you can't, you can't think one thing and talk another. Yeah. See? And, and, so, and the more so you say you talk, it, the more you have you hear it, and your eyes will read it off the pages, and and you can overcome a runaway brain by saying the word of God out of your mouth. Sure, sure. So when you when you talk, when your head's beginning to doubt about your your healing or your your marriage or your kids or your whatever it is in your life, your head's doubting. Start saying the word of God. Yeah, out loud. Because yeah. once you start say it saying it, then your yeah. brain has to stop and hook up with what you're saying. That's right. Instead of doing its own thing. That's right. And so, so Jesus said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Have the class of faith that God has. Have the type of faith that God has. For whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. Doesn't say don't doubt in your head. Says don't doubt in your heart. Right. The thing right. you saith shall come to pass. Then you shall have whatsoever you saith. And then he just went on, left him. Because now Jesus didn't think it was weird to talk to a tree. The disciples thought it was weird. Right. People today think it's weird. But Jesus didn't think it was weird to talk to a tree because right. he was there in the beginning yes, when God created the fig tree by speaking. Mm. If you go back to Genesis 1, verse 3, right. verse 6, verse 9, verse, verse 14, verse 20, it, it says, and God said, and it was so. That's right. He wanted to create the, the, the trees and the herb-bearing mm -hmm. trees. God said, and it was so. He wanted to create the sun, the moon, the stars. God said, and it was so. He wanted to create the, the oceans, the water, the That's whales, right. the, the, the creatures of the sea. God said, and it was so. So Jesus was there. That's right. And he saw that fig tree, the fig trees, plural. He, he saw them come into existence out of nothing. He saw them come into existence by the spoken word of God. That's right. So he didn't think it was weird to kill the tree by the same power that created the tree. That's right. He thought the same power brought you in the world, take you out. My daddy called you into existence. I'm going to kill you dead by the same power. <laughs> and so he spoke to the tree. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. That's right. Now, see, that's an act. And faith is always an act. Right. That's an act of the God kind of faith. Now, what if, what if Jesus had spoken to that tree and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever, and then they walk by that tree next month and there's figs growing? Yeah, good question. See, his disciples had left him. I would have. I said, well, you're nuts. If you're talking to a tree and told it it's not going to grow figs, and then here I am eating a fig off of it, right. you've you got a problem. No, no, no. Jesus knew it was dead the instant he spoke it. 
He knew that no man would ever, yeah. ever, ever oh, eat a fig off that tree. That's the hard kind of faith. So that's the, that, that, that's the kind of faith God has. Right. And when Jesus spoke it, he considered it done. He didn't have to wait to see it if it done. would die. Yes, that's right. Now, they saw it the next day. It was dead. The Bible says it dried up from its roots. Right. But Jesus didn't wait to see if it was dead. He knew when he spoke it was dead. Mm. And that's the God kind of faith. No, that is. And he demonstrated that. See, part, part of faith is committing yourself. Yeah. So when Jesus <laughs> spoke sure. to the tree out loud, yes. Actually, when it says there, when it says, "No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever," the next five words I've said for many, many, many years are the most important words in the Bible. It says, "And his disciples heard it." That's right. So, in other words, that tells us that Jesus spoke out loud to the tree. He didn't think to the tree. He didn't mutter under his breath to the tree. He didn't pray and say, oh, God, please kill that tree. No, he spoke loud enough to the tree, loud enough right. that his disciples all heard it. All 12, all 12 guys heard what he said. They sure so did. now what does that mean? It means he's committed. Right. Now something must happen to the tree or these guys are going to leave him. These guys are going to get in doubt and yeah. fear and unbelief. Sorry. Amen. So Sorry. every time we operate in faith, there's an act and a commitment. I mean, you get out there on that limb and you saw it off, knowing that you're going to still just still, stay there. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's those absolute things that Jesus showed us by example, that this is how you act in faith. Uh, and he literally lived that out, acted that out for us, that he believed in the heart the tree was dead. Right. He didn't doubt mouth. that. He said it with heart. his mouth. He walked on and did his business there in Jerusalem, Acted came back, in faith, and, and there wasn't, there wasn't committed this... Committed himself. Exactly. There wasn't this shock concept of, oh my goodness, look, the tree is dead. No, right. there was an absolute response out of him in faith when he said, have the God kind of faith. No, absolutely. In other words, don't live just by what you're seeing That's here, right. but live by the fact that what you say, if you believe it, you say it to the mountain, don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say. Yes. And that's so wonderful, Based Terry, on the word to me. of God. I mean, you're not just going to say, I'm not going to say to say this mountain, this microphone, right. be gold. I call you gold. Turn into gold. <laughs> that's not going to work because it's not in line with the word of God. Right. What Jesus did was in line with the word of God. You know, it reminds me, Renee, of the very first year that Jackie and I moved to the mission fields. Mm -hmm. We moved down to Oaxaca, Mexico, and I've said for many years, Oaxaca's not the end of the world, but it's certainly visible from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we came home the first Christmas, and then we didn't have any money. I mean, we had no support, no partners. We, right. we had no newsletter. No, you we, didn't. Nobody, had, nobody knew who we were. And uh, we hadn't met you guys yet. We met y'all oh, right. the, the, the following Thanksgiving. Right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but we came home, and it was Christmas time, and, and we had no money. And so uh, all my growing up years, since I was a little boy, my dad or my stepdad painted signs. Uh, he, he, he ran a chain of grocery stores right, right. for a living, but he also was a professional sign painter. And, uh, and every Christmas time, he would go out and paint Christmas signs on gas stations and barber shops and beauty shops and grocery That's stores, right. anything that had a plate glass window. You know, <laughs> then he'd paint signs on it. Merry right. Christmas, right. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, uh, you know, candy canes, poinsettias, uh, snowflakes, you know, just, just uh, bells and you know, and, and so I did that with him from the time I was a little boy. I'd, I'd paint. He'd, he'd have me, you know, help him. And so I grew up painting Christmas signs. Mm -hmm. And he always made lots of money for Christmas. That's where we got our Christmas money. Right. And so I grew up doing the same thing. And as I got to be a teenager, then I split off from him and did my own. 
Christmas signs and made my own money. Yeah. And then when I married Jackie, I taught her to paint Christmas signs, mm-hmm. and she and I'd go out every Christmas and mm-hmm. paint Christmas signs. You know, we'd go out. I mean, I mean, even as old as long ago that was, we'd make ten thousand dollars. You know, uh, for Christmas. Well. And uh, and then when I got drafted in the army. Well, even in the Army at Christmas time, we were stationed out in El Paso, Texas at Fort Bliss. She and I went out in El Paso and just painted Christmas signs and made all made a whole lot more money than the Army paid me. Yeah, right. And so so we came home for that Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, my mother came over and she said, hey, darling, she said, uh, while you're here for Christmas, she said, I talked to uh, I talked to the guy down here at the grocery store and he'll hire you to come down and work at the grocery store and let you make some Christmas money. And I said, "Oh, that's sweet of you and sweet of him. I appreciate that, but uh, but no thanks. I've uh, I've got a job." And she said, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "I'm in the ministry. I work for God Son and Company." And uh, and I said, uh, I- "I've got a job. Thank you, but I appreciate it." And she said, "Well, do you think you're too? Do you think you're too good to work?" And I said, <laughs> "I said, you know me better than that. You watched me work since I was a little kid. I went to work in public when I was 13 years old." Started my own business when I was just a teenager. Used to unload boxcars full of, uh, train boxcars full of produce and start a produce company. I said, you know, you know, I'm not scared of work. And uh, just made her mad, you know, because I, I didn't take the job. She left there, and a few hours later, my pastor shows up, which happens <laughs> to be Jackie's uncle. Right. And he says, hey, kids, he said, uh, while you're here at home for Christmas, he said, I talked to a guy down here at the car dealership, brother so-and-so, and he's going to let you come down and, and, and sell cars so you can get you some Christmas money and have some money. And I said, that's so sweet. I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate him making the offer, but mm-hmm. uh, but no thank you. I've, I've, I've got a job. Made him mad. Made my pastor mad because I wouldn't go. <laughs> and so he left. She left mad. He left mad. And uh, I went into my to, – to, some boxes that we had packed up and left at home when we went lived moved to Mexico. And I went and dug through these boxes and I came out with these paintbrushes. And I had some paintbrushes, Renee. In fact, I've still got them. I've showed them to you. Uh, I, I had some paintbrushes that were that were Russian Russian red sable. I mean, I yes. mean mink. Right. They're they're soft, man. You rub them on your face. That that mink. That's that's soft yeah. stuff. And uh, I, I brought those out. And I remember Jackie sitting on the couch and I brought those brushes out and I'm just feeling the the bristles you know feeling that mink and I said uh, I said darling I said you know I'm not afraid to work she's well I know that and I said you've worked with me side by side and we painted Christmas signs and uh, I said uh, we could go out right now and make 10 grand painting Christmas signs and she said I know all that Terry I just don't understand why you won't do it <laughs> And I said, well, here's why I won't do it. Mm. I said, if we come home now and paint Christmas signs and make money, and then Christmas is over and we go back to Mexico, I said, what am I going to do when the money gets tight down there? Right. I'm right. not allowed to work. I'm an illegal alien. I can't, I can't, I can't get a job. Right. It's illegal to have a job. Exactly. I said, what am I going to do when the devil puts the screws and the tighteners on mm-hmm. our finances? Am I going to That's say, right. am I going to say, hey, you stay here a month. I'm going to run home, paint some signs. Right. And then I come back with some money and then the devil tightens it down again. I say, no, you stay here. Right. I'll run home. Get... I said, right. am I going to, every time the devil, every time the devil creates a fire, am I going to run home to put it out? Exactly. And I said, I'm not scared to work. You're not scared to work. We can go out right now and make money. We know we could. But I said, I refuse. When we went in the ministry, I said, I refuse 
to work a job for money. Right. I said, I don't mind working a job. I'll, I'll go paint a sign somebody needs me to and try not charge them a dime for it. But I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to work for money ever again. I work for God's son and company, and they pay quite well. Now, see, that's not a... That that's not a I'm too good to work thing. No, that's, that's right. a fa- I was I was moving and trying to learn right. how to move in faith because I thought if I break down now, exactly. nothing wrong with painting signs, nothing wrong with getting a job. Exactly. And a lot of preachers work, and I have nothing against that. That's up to them and God. But I had made a commitment to God to live by faith. I had made a commitment to God that I'm going to trust you. I right. believe your word works. I believe that, like David said, I've been I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seat out begging Such for bread. Such a good bread. verse. And 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 I Wonderful I, I trust you to support me right. and pay me as I work for you. And I'm not going to run and get a job every time the money gets tight because if I do, the devil say, hey. All I got to do is make That's the money right. get tight. That's right. All I got to do is drive the finances. All I got to do is put the put the pressure on. And Terry will quit the ministry and run and get a job. Then he'll come back, and then I'll put the pressure on Terry, that's quit right. the ministry, and run and get a job. So that's one way that, and I'm not telling anybody out there to no, not that's work. No, right. that's right. The Bible right. says if you don't work, you don't eat. I, I'm not telling anybody. I'm just saying that's how I begin to learn faith. That's right. And I tell you, even, even now, I'll go in my Chester drawers at home uh, and go in that top drawer and reach way at the back <laughs> and pull out those br- brushes and just rub them on my face and say, oh, I remember the day. Yes. But those brushes now are a sign to me of God's faithfulness. That's right. Because from that day to this, I've never, ever painted a sign for money. I painted some signs for people. Taught some other people how to do it. Mm. But I've never painted signs for money and never worked on a job for money. Had a millionaire one time asked me to do a job for him, wanted to pay me, said he's going to make big money. I said, no, I'll go do the job for you, but you can't pay me. I work for God. I'll just do it to bless you. So I did. I made him a bunch of money, uh, but I didn't I, I didn't take a dime for it. Well, you know, the, the wonderful thing about Mark 11 here and, and verses 23 and 24, as we close out the program today, we want you to know that the goodness of God is always available uh, through his promises to us. And if you can find a promise from God about your family, your health, your children, your finances, uh, whatever the mountain is out there, then what Terry's been talking about today is the testimony of how to say to the fig tree, the mountain, uh, something that, that, God that, will supply our yeah, needs. that he will supply all of your needs, spirit, soul, and body. And so you have to say it. That's the main thing. Uh, the Bible declares as and we I live today. I said it even though my mama didn't like it. I said even right. though my pastor didn't like it. I, I wasn't doing it for them. I had to say it before the and devil. And that's the thing. You and have I had to, to say, say it before God. So we want you to know you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.